from the LiveX studios in New York City, Cheesehead TV brings you two guys who like to think they know something about football. Good evening, everyone, and welcome back to Packer Transplants Live. I am Aaron Nagler, and joining me, as always, is Mr. Corey Banke, my partner here at Cheesehead TV. I'm coming to you live from the Cheesehead TV podcast studio. Corey joins us live across the street from Lambeau Field in Green Bay, Wisconsin. And we are ready to talk some Packers. What's on tap today, Corey? Today, we dance in the remains of what was once the Minnesota Vikings and get hyped about the regular season finale against the Lions in Lambeau. But right now, it's time for the good, the bad, and the ugly. We got the good, we got Jair Alexander. We got the bad. We got Dallin Levitt. We got the ugly. We got Zadarius Smith. Awfully quiet in his return to Lambeau Field, both during play, post play. See you later. You didn't do anything all day. Pity. Tis a pity. How you doing, Banky? Um, good. I got some sleep finally. A little delirious in that watch party. A little bit. Uh, a little bit. You know. But you know, understandable. Completely understandable. Um, before we get going, obviously, we want to uh, just extend our thoughts, prayers, wishes, good tidings, good vibes, everything that we can to Damar Hamlin and his continued recovery after the incident yes. on Monday night. Uh, clearly, everybody, even tangentially involved around orbiting the nfl is hoping praying pulling for him uh i didn't want to go into the rest of the show without mentioning it we're not going to dwell on it it's a packer show we're going to talk about the packers but everyone's thinking about this young man we're all hoping for his recovery and uh everything everything good in the world for this guy uh but that said uh, it is a packer show we are going to talk about the fact that the packers Control their own destiny. And look, Banky, I'm telling you right now, starting to feel like a team of destiny. I mentioned it on Beer and Ball, and I want to mention it right here, right now. You look at the fact that they've gone on this winning streak that they're on, coupled with all of the things that had to happen for them to be in this position. I mean, think about where you were, just mentally, emotionally as a Packers fan, say, after the Detroit game or after even the Titans game, after they had one against the Cowboys and everybody felt great. And then we had that yeah. very short turnaround to a Thursday. And then we felt yeah. terrible again from there to here. It's feeling like a team of destiny, Banky. Hmm. I mean, I, I put on Twitter that I thought are they the most dangerous team right now. I mean, here's the thing. We could lose the Lions and be out of the playoffs on Sunday. So let's 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 keep the shit real for two seconds. Team and then what's going to happen? Destiny, Banky. Then then what's going to happen? Okay. Then it, then I mean, here's the crazy thing. Like I'm not wishing for right. this because I really want them to get in the playoffs. It's kind of crazy. Like I I brought up like the whole 2010 scenario. Like I thought the 2010 right. away games were crazy, but like if they do win against Detroit. Holy crap. Niners at home, <laughs> Eagles at right. home, meaning at their right. houses, right? So Niners right, 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 in right. California, Eagles in Philadelphia, and then you got to imagine right. there's a very real possibility the Vikings 
in Minnesota for the NFC Championship game. Talk about a house of fucking horrors for Packers fans. Holy crap. <laughs> but the thing is, are you going to go? Thing, okay? Are you going to go this time? I mean, I'm thinking, Banky, you I'm were there for it. all of them in 2010. I'm working on it. If they get in and they're on the road, I think you got to go. You know the tattoo that says no regerts? That's me, buddy. <laughs> um, the uh, But the crazy thing is, you know what would be so Packer, okay? What's the, Oh, God. Here we this go. season, there's two things that would be so Packers this season, okay? And right. I, I'm saying right. this as a diehard fan, and I do not want either of these things to happen. But I sure. think the sure. most likely scenarios are, one, we lose this weekend, okay, of, of the bad things, right. right? But then right. if we win, okay – I see us beating all the way to the Super Bowl and then <laughs> losing to the Chiefs in the Super Bowl because you just know the Packers fans. Because I feel like, okay, here's the thing. I feel like if we beat the Lions, okay, and then right. we beat the Niners, right, but then we lose to right. the Eagles, I really feel yeah. like Packer fans will feel like we got away with the season and it's not going to be like years past where it's like, oh, my God, you didn't. Because like, right. we got rid of the curse of the Niners, right, and we finally got to beat them in a playoff game. And everybody's like, don't forget the Bucks," And I'm like, yeah, I haven't forgotten. I just right. don't see them getting past. But, you know, I actually think there's certain games where if we won and won the playoffs games, uh, the right, right. fandom fandom would not be as crazy as if one we lost to the Niners, we lost to Detroit, or we lose in the Super Bowl to the Chiefs. I think those three, or or if we, oh my God, God forbid, we if we lost to the Vikings in the NFC Championship game in Minnesota, <laughs> right? Um, I don't Man, even want to know living, what that's like. You literally just talked about how we we can't move past. I don't even uh, want to know what that's Sunday's like. Sunday's game, and now you're talking about losing the Super Bowl. Man, look, look. Let's just I don't even know, but, but and then we'll I know, talk but about before, how this is a team of destiny. I know, but before, okay, the reason I can talk about playoffs now is because it's on us, right? Last week, it was True. on too Fair many point. things, right? Fair. So it's yep. like, you yep. know what? All those things are outside That's our control. Fair. Now we control everything. So now it's like, okay, well, if we keep winning, we win the Super Bowl. I mean, that's a pretty easy formula to follow. I'm with this. Keep winning. <laughs> it's, win pretty, it's pretty simple. And that's a whole – so you I'm can talk about it. the Super Bowl. If you just keep winning, no one has to do anything else. We just keep winning, we I'm, win the I'm, Super Bowl. That's it. I'm so into it. Just keep winning. I love this motto. Can we can we get that on a T-shirt? Where's Where's Brent when we need him? Just keep winning. I'm, I'm in this. Uh, speaking of in it, I'm in it with the hotness. There is so much to talk about with the hotness this week. Uh, let's get to it, Nicholas. Oh, baby. All right, so there were so many great plays from this previous game. Clearly, you could highlight any number of them, whether it's the kickoff return for a touchdown, whether it's the pick six, you know, the touchdown to Robert Tunyon. Like, there are plenty of plays that you could highlight. But I wanted to highlight the fact, and to me, this is just, you know how every year there's a point where you fall in love with the Packers, this specific Mm -hmm. team. Like, we love the Green Bay Packers. There's no doubt about it each and every year, each and every season. But there's always a point where it's like, God, I love this team. That, for me, 
was this weekend <laughs> during this game when the Packers dialed up the petty to 11 with the gritty. I mean, because I fucking hate it when Justin Jefferson or Thielen or whoever in Minnesota does the gritty. So to watch the Packers turn around and just completely rub the Vikings face in it with the gritty, starting with Jair Alexander, which obviously everybody saw, but let's take a look at it again. This is, and the fact that he did this with six minutes left in the first quarter, (laughs) he's hitting the gritty. There's like six minutes left in the first quarter and he's doing the gritty. Now, that's that's amazing, and you love it, and we all saw that, right? Yeah, but what CBS it. didn't show on their broadcast was this from Robert Tunyon, and he also hits the gritty after he scores his touchdown through the arms of his teammates, goes up, celebrates with back. Shout out to uh, the woman on Twitter who put this out there. I believe her name is Marissa. Not quite sure if she was in the stands or one of her friends was, but they got that video. That just the fact that the Packers hate and wanted to like use the gritty against the Vikings as much as it like makes me so mad as a Packers fan every time I see someone in Minnesota do it to watch the Packers do it back at them. Oh, I have fallen in love with the 2022 2023 Packers. I love it. Are Minnesota Vikings media and fans the whiniest in the world? They feel like enormously whiny to me when they lose. Like they're I, certainly I, whiny after this game. I will say that. Oh my god, they're, they're, that video I posted of game. the field conditions. And you know, shout out to Bill Huber yeah. for continuing to not do his job very well in the press conference, asking <laughs> coach about. Oh, uh, no. coach, there were some fans that were no, there weren't Packer fans, Bill. There were some Minnesota fans griping on Twitter, and he's got to ask coach like how the field conditions. Like Bill. You realize there's two teams out there, buddy. And I didn't see the Packers falling down, but I saw the Minnesota Vikings falling down a lot. I'm glad you brought this up because, yeah, Minnesota fans are bitching about the field. And it's like, this is why after week one, I'm like, hey, fair play. You held serve. But don't get too high and mighty. Don't get too crazy. You play in a dome. You still got to come to Lambeau in January. That's part of the gig. And as Matt pointed out in his answer to Bill, yeah, that's part of playing at home. Like, we know our field. And all the Vikings fans talking about, oh, they were slipping. Literally, Arif over at, I believe, I used, I, I think he's with The Athletic now, but he wrote a piece about how the equipment dudes for the Vikings told the players to wear, wear the, the four-inch cleat, to wear the seven. Yeah. And nobody yeah, sevens, did. Yeah. Yeah. Except for yeah, Osborne, the little because he the little children warm ups last year in Lambo. The little children named Justin Jefferson decided not to Oh, interesting how Hawkinson, you only had one Jefferson, catch for fourteen yards. Them. Interesting. None MVP of them level. changed their cleats. Like Justin okay. Jefferson had an L V P level game. I'm just gonna say that right now. L V P. Well played. Well played. But this is my hey. thing. It's like this is part of the gig. You play your division people twice a year, both at That's what home I'm saying, though. They're and so at their whiny. gig. It's like, that is part of the game, my boys The Minnesota girls, Vikings, like, the Minnesota Vikings, they're like an NBA team. They're not even really an NFL team. They're just a whiny, mm-hmm. 
uh, falling down on the field, waiting for people to give them penalties, just type of team. Like they're, you know what they are? You know, mm-hmm. to borrow a phrase from PFF, the Minnesota right. Vikings are the most fraudulent 12 and whatever they are team in the NFL. Okay. I think that's a fair point, especially when you consider all the one-score games that they've won this year. I think that's more than fair. Yeah, they got Although like a negative four-point differential or something. When PFF was talking that junk about the Packers back in 2019, yeah, I didn't we like were, it. We were, we, we, we had, yeah, we are they 12 and four now? They're 12 and four, right? Yeah, they're the they most are. they're the yeah, most yeah. fraudulent 12 and four team in the fucking NFL right now. They're I will so say fraudulent. though, just be, well, we went because we went after uh, Eric and George uh, that year. Now I know Eric and George, and they're good dudes, and. I'm glad we met them. Uh, all right. Let's talk about some Packers news, shall we? The biggest news, of course, is the Packers and the Lions will be playing the very final regular season game of the 2022-23 season because the game has been put in the Sunday night football slot. Banky, you know why I'm most excited about this? And there's lots of reasons, right? I love Packers in prime time. I love it all. Because the NFL doesn't the care about Green Bay people? Why? No, they very much care about Green Bay people. But for the most part, like the thing I'm most excited about is that (laughs) you would never have a night game in January if you cared. Oh, no, no, no. Very much so. I'm telling you why. Because the 70,000 plus 80,000 people in Lambeau Field, yeah, they'll be cold. But the millions of people watching, either on their television screens or here on She Said TV with the watch party, will will be able to see the inglorious color. The fireworks going off behind your head. That is it. Mm. At like, look, I hope you get those day games. You can't really see the fireworks as well. Those night games, you see them beautifully. It's great. It's really. Yeah. Jeremy kept. Hey, shout out to Jeremy, by the way. He did a great job as producer of Watch Party. He kept cutting to you wide during scoring like plays, but because the fact that it was day in the first part of the game when they did a lot of their scoring, like you couldn't really see the fireworks. So it's great when we go wide on Lambeau and we see the glorious fireworks. I'm very excited. Speaking of the whining, the Seahawks fans whining. Oh, my God. Oh, no. Oh, you're not going to know if you're going to be in the playoffs or not. And then I love the media. And anybody who's telling me don't shit on the media, go fuck yourself. But um, I'll do what I want when I want on my own show as I do it. Goodbye. So um, I saw that. The, I knew uh, you weren't going to be able to let it go. I knew it. I knew you know it. I can't. I'm the one checking the super chat, so you know I I see I know, it. I feel you. Like I, feel you. I know I, feel I know you. all those guys. They know me. They know what I'm about. They'll retweet my shit. Yep. They know I'm a piece of shit. That's fine. I'm a buffoon. They understand I'm a buffoon at this point. They don't take it out of <laughs> Nagler anymore. And when they see me, they give me shit, and I give them shit. And when I listen to them, what they do give me shit sometimes. It's true. That's very true. That's all very Wes Hodd gives me shit all the told, time. He's like, you're an idiot. You've told he's no called lies. me an idiot many times, and he's right every time he's said it. Um, but here's the thing. Why is Seahawks right. fans so whining? Why, why are all these fans so whining? All of a sudden, we're like a good team, and everybody else is like, hmm. Because they're scared, you know, Banky. The Packers figured it out. It took them a long time, but they figured it out, and you don't want the Packers figuring it out heading into the playoffs. You don't want that. You don't want it. That's what I'm saying. If a million That's people, know you know what they we should it. have though? We should do Lambo cam on Sunday. By the way, you think? Yes. Why did I just realize percent. this? Yes. Why did I yes. just realize this? I don't. I don't know, but yes. 
primetime game. I think we're going to do Lambo Camp. Winner go home. I really need. Right, uh, I really need Cheesehead TV fans to really push the Lambo Cam because it does really well because of Cheesehead TV fans. Well, okay, okay. Can I just can I just say something? Because you know, so many people pump up their own numbers and what they do as far as like numbers and streams and whatever. Let me tell you something right now that is going to make me look like an idiot. I am live on Cheesehead TV uh-huh. nearly every day, like Monday yeah. through Friday, throughout the year with Packers Daily. Uh-huh. We do this show live once a week during the yeah. season. Yeah, we do watch parties for every game. Yeah. And yet, through the entirety of 2022, our highest streaming video was live Lambo cam prior to the <laughs> 49ers playoff game. Oh, that's funny. True story. A live stream of a that's building. Hilarious. That's hilarious. That's it. That's that's like people are probably sitting there going, wait, live stream of a building and what, Aaron? No, 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 no. Just the live stream of a building. I mean, to be fair, okay, to be fair, the it was snowing. It was like it was like a snow. It was pretty. It was you. pretty beautiful. I know it was gorgeous and the anticipation, and you love it, and blah blah blah. It's a live stream. Well, it's not building. just me. It's not just me. It's clearly, no, I know. Like, I'm aware. I get it. I understand. I get the draw. I'm not discounting that. I'm just saying I need to up my game. That's all I'm saying. Oh yeah, should we? I should need, we? Ha- I should clear, I bring out I some touchdowns? Wait a second. Should I bring out some touchdown squares for uh, Sunday? Do we need to bring out touchdown squares? I think you need to, and I think that's probably why the Packers struggled so mightily in the start of the year is that there were no touchdown squares. I mean, I mean, well, to me. they weren't giving Aaron Jones the ball, so I wouldn't have had to use. This is another much. good point. That's a fair point. That is a very fair point. Um, I think, we uh, I think if we get in the. I think if we get in the playoffs, I think Coach should come on our show if we get in the playoffs. I'm just saying. We need to make that happen. Well, okay. Since the, the, the people behind the building, the, in the building that you, you are in front of, since they only ever hear from me, you should be the one to make that approach. You, you should well, be let the me one DM. to I, I got, I'm going to DM somebody right now. All right. You do that. I, I know who to DM. I know, I know exactly who to okay, DM right let's, let's keep Let's keep going. Uh, Watson and Nixon... Both participate in practice today, as did David Bakhtiari, by the way. Phenomenal. I mean, you talk about the late season buy suddenly paying dividends. The injury report today was ridiculous for a Week 18 game for a Green Bay Packers team that traditionally has a CVS receipt-like injury report. I mean, these guys, for the most part, the only person, two people, Aaron Rodgers didn't participate for veteran rest, dealing with all his injuries, etc. Um, and uh, obviously Ahmed, the kicker who hurt himself in pregame warmups of all things. This kid, this poor guy, he finally gets called up and he gets hurt in pregame. They were going to bring him in to be a kickoff specialist and he pulled something. I believe he's on with a groin injury. But uh, this is I a really healthy a team. In. Well done. Well done. I just I said um, if we win. Of, okay, I said if we win. There you I, go. I, I put a caveat on there. There you go. I mean that makes sense. No, we should have coach on if we lose. No, uh, yeah, no, definitely. I mean, I would, I would um, like to. That'd be great for the year end wrap up, right? Yeah, um, exactly. The uh, speaking of Nixon, Keyshawn Nixon was named today the NFC Special Teams Player of the Week. I mean, I keep saying it. I said it on Watch Party. 
I reiterated it on Let's Talk Football. I'm going to say it again here on Packer Transplants Live. Desmond Howard vibes. This guy, the way he has completely transformed the team and, I mean, everything around it, really. We'll talk about him a little bit later, but oh, you love to see it. You love to see the impact this guy Yeah, I having. saw you snuck in a little special team section. Yeah, well, that. you know, when you're weird. winning on special teams, you got to have it. But we'll get there. It's true. It's true. Uh, finally, just for you, Corey, I mean, I am, I'm gonna the, Packers signed, the Packers signed tight end Austin Allen and a kicker, Matt Amendola, to the God. practice squad. Just a practice squad update for you there, Banky, because I know you're a fan. I will say Why? that. I mean, that Why tell, did we sign a kicker you, if we have a kicker? I, I was understand. just going to say you have a kicker, but. Why is that? Uh, with Ahmed hurting himself in pregame warm-ups, poor guy, uh, maybe this is another kickoff specialist just in case uh trying to get someone who can boot it out of the end zone so you don't have to deal with any return issues but we'll see we'll see that it might be nothing who knows maybe the guy's here for a week and then he's well it's not nothing he's on the practice squad could be called up at any I mean, moment you we'll see. you you did a you you took you took a practice squad slot so it's not nothing yep something no, correct oh wait oh wait is this Corey banky talking about the importance of the practice squad I mean, it has no value. 2023 but. is a strange time indeed. Uh, 20, 2023 about... Green Bay Packers are way better than 2022 Green Bay Packers. I'm just going to put that out there. That's a fair point. I'm going to see if somebody responded to me. No, they didn't respond to me yet. Dude, they're not going uh, to That's the kind of clout time. I have. I have zero clout. Trust me. Trust me. It's going to be a while. Um, let's talk about the <laughs> offense. Let's talk about... The offensive line doing work. Look, man, what's so crazy to me is that as rough as like the five game losing streak was, as hard as it was to watch at times, like probably the bottom for the offensive line was the Jets game, right? I mean, Mm. you probably don't remember it because you were half like in the bag in Japan. Barely remember it. But But They, I mean, it was I just sucking. complete domination by the Jets front. It was, they couldn't, they basically couldn't operate their offense. It was so bad, right? And now you get, you fast forward to January in this game against the Vikings, and they're just owning people up front. I mean, Zadarius Smith literally did not have a statistic. Like, That's he just crazy. did nothing all day. He fell on a ball carrier once or twice. Like, he was a little late to a pile. Like, that was his contribution for the Vikings. The offensive wow. line just did the work for, across the board, from David to Yash, who started, and then Zach Tom, who comes in. I mean, just phenomenal stuff up front from the Packers. And that's your engine, right? So it's no mystery. Like, you're improving later in the year because your offensive line is playing better. Uh, shout out to the whole O-line because they were fucking awesome on Sunday. Uh, next up, I have a plea. I have... I have I have a plea. Can, can I get, okay. can I get, yes, thank you. Oh, thank dear. you, Nicholas. Aaron, can you please stop taking horrible sacks? Aaron, please stop, stop, stop taking horrible sacks. Whether it was down in Miami, in second play of the game when you have been gifted field position, or the fumble that you had against the Vikings when just what, just throw it away. Just get the ball out of your hands. Like horrible sacks at the start of these games. We're talking about this top of this show about 
oh, maybe they'll make a run. Nobody's making anything if Rodgers keeps taking these horrible sacks. you got just horrible. Get rid of the ball. Run the offense. I don't know what else to say other than don't take horrible sacks. That's it. That's it. That's all, that's all I needed to say. It's just it's driving me insane. It's I'm I'm gonna lose my I can't mind. Really argue I see him it. back there patting the ball, looking around, trying to make something happen, trying to like stiff arm a dude who's four billion pounds heavier than you, and then you know you lose the ball. Like I just I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. Horrible sacks. Enough of that. Enough of that. Get the ball out of your. Oh, did you see? Did you? I uh, that was that's kind of interesting. Is did you hear one of the reporters? I can't remember who it was. Ask coach about hero ball. And his response yes. to the yes. to the phrase Schneidman. hero ball. Oh, it was Schneidman? Schneidman. Okay. I couldn't tell who it was. And, Sh- and Schneidman tried to frame it. And shout out to Matt. Yeah, he, that was a yeah. good question. Like it was actually Matt it said, was a good question and a good use of the phrase. Good, but he said hero ball. Well, what's funny yeah, is that did. like when I when we, you and I talk about hero ball, we're talking about third and one, and he guns it for Jesus, right? Yep. I think Matt was talking about it in the sense of like he didn't need to be Superman, right? But he used the phrase hero ball. Which clearly, I'm that was not the say third rail for coach. coach. That, was that was the third, a rail, a third for rail for coach. He was like, yeah, he was like, that. I, I, I take umbrage with that word or that phrase. I yeah, he was like, I can't remember what it he was. He was not a fan of the usage he, of that phrase. He definitely but has watched us say the word, the phrase. I felt, I felt I, this. I, I felt, I felt like him seeing a memory yeah, of us no, talking no, no, shit no, about no, Hero Ball. No, no, it's not us. It's just like the internet. He's on Twitter way more than anyone thinks. I will I will throw that out there. Like it's so clear and obvious by what he talks about at the podium. Like now I know like Jason, Tom, those guys, like they feed these guys things that are on Twitter that are in like kind of the media whatever. So they are aware of certain stuff, but it's not like Jason's there going, "Oh, Matt, you know, these guys are talking about hero ball." Like Matt knows that's a phrase because it's been used all over Twitter all season yep. long you know matt's on twitter he knows what's up it's like all these guys have like shadow accounts you know can ghost accounts whatever they know what's being talked about so yep. yeah but to your point but again schneidman's question was good like yeah that is what you want right you want a team where you don't need your quarterback to become superman every fucking week that yeah. you can win in lots of different ways that's a good team so yeah. i thought matt's question was great he did end up using hero ball as a phrase, and that definitely definitely hit Matt a little in, in, a, in a way. Um, and then finally, last thing on the offense, the, the work on the edge in the run game. Look, I made a joke uh, during watch party that I think some people got, some people didn't. But because last week coming out of the Miami game, they ran a couple of times to the short side of the field, like they're on a hash, and instead of running to the far side, although down in Miami they had a huge gain on the one where – Alan Lazard knocked three guys over. That was to the wide side of the field. Huge gain. It's like, yeah, run to the wide side of the field. They ran a couple to the short side, and they weren't successful. And I tweeted out as I was rewatching it. I was like, God, if I see the Packers run one more fucking pitch to the short side of the field, I'm going to lose my mind. Well, the Nagler's Never Right shirts are available in the Cheesehead TV store because the Packers were so successful on the short side pitches this week, both uh, Aaron Jones, actually both of them were Aaron Jones. I'm both to the left and the right, but the work on the edge, both big dog, the tackles, the wide receivers, not just Lazard Watson as well. Yeah. 
Like the yeah. edge work was so good in this game. And you have to think when you're not successful one week, it's probably a point of emphasis in practice that week. That work clearly showed up against the Vikings because they were, it was, it was, it was like a clinic basically. And we'll touch on this a, a little bit later in blogosphere, but uh, it was just great, great work on the edge in the run game. And I wanted to give it a shout out after I uh, maligned it on Twitter earlier this week. That's all. Okay. Um, talking about the defense, let's give a shout out okay. to Joe Barry. Let's give oh, a dear. shout out to Joe Barry. I mean, oh, this man. Oh, dear. Here we go. This man has done it. This man has done it. I mean, you want to talk about fire Joe Barry. Uh, we've talked about how, you know, he was never getting fired. We've said that many times here on the show. But, man, Joe Barry has turned it around. Joe Barry since the – since basically since the break. Like, it's it's turned for the better. And I know Dara put up uh, a great article over there, at, I believe it's at 24-7 Sports, about their, about their tendencies, right? And he cites PFF in the article. And my thing is always like, look, you can look at a single play. I mean, just one play. And this happens on Twitter all the time where – Someone puts up a clip and they're like, oh, here's this is like coverage cover two. And someone's like, oh, I don't know. That might be cover six or whatever. And people like not argue, but like talk about it for a very long time in the mentions. And it's like, that's just one play. So when you're citing PFF and people are talking about and I think Dara put that the the Barry and the Packers have used cover two or cover six for almost just over 45 percent of their calls since the bye week. That's an amazing statistic, but it's like, okay, cover six could very well be cover two, depending on who you ask. I mean, there are similar traits in both, blah, blah, blah. But the article by Dara actually is really excellent, and everyone should check it out. But the point being, it's like we thought coming out of the bye week, like, oh, we were going to see maybe more pressure packages or whatever. But, man, it's been – I mean, you look at this game against Minnesota. It's mostly just a straight four-man rush most of the time. Not every time, but most of the time. And they're mixing it up a little bit on the back end. But a lot of the a lot of it is getting a little bit more physical up front, playing cover two, sometimes cover six, maybe two-man every once in a while. Not true, not like a lot of true two-man. But Barry has done it. Whatever the formula is that he needed to switch, he's done it. Like, it's 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 a job well done by Joe Barry. And I know Packers fans who wanted him fired, wanted him gone, probably aren't satisfied even now, but that the man has turned it around. It probably needs to be recognized. That's all I'm saying. And look, they held Dalvin Cook to three yards per carry. That's the other thing. You talk about the run game, the run defense that was horrific for much of the season. I mean, you look at that game on Sunday. They ran it several times early on in the proceedings when things were still close. They couldn't get anything going on the ground. I mean, I mean shout my, out. My, shout out my, to Barry. My, my thing, and I think one thing about this team, you know, take Darnell Savage out of it, but the secondary has mm-hmm. played pretty well. But there's one stat that really throws out. We had 12 interceptions in eight games and then 12 interceptions in the last four games. So that right there, uh-huh. if you look at any team – that the Packers, any championship Packers team uh, that has right. made it all the way, the turnover differential has been huge. It, every team. Yeah. Like it's ice bowl team. Always. Ice bowl team, yep. Lombardi teams, down to the line. You, If you can get the ball yeah. more than your opponent, you win. Ball is life. That's it. 
ball is life, man. You got to do it. You got to do it. And what's that was what was so frustrating earlier in the season. It's like, man, they were so behind the eight ball when it came to turnovers, and they've completely flipped that script since the bye week. So here's the other thing. Late bye week. Yo, shout out, late bye week. Seems to have helped. We all thought it was or, like too little, too late. Or, or you could flip that on its head and be like, mm, maybe if Joe Barry had made some of the changes that he made uh, after the bye yeah, week in yeah, London, I hear you. maybe I we hear wouldn't you. be in this I hole that we're in. Uh, no seven-seed t- team has ever won a Super Bowl. Ha, 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 you're so funny. Because a six-seed did, and that would be the Green Bay Packers. Yeah, there's only been seven seeds like two years ago. So whatever. Also, if there's ever going to be – okay, by the way, if there's ever going to be a team that does – win the Super Bowl after being a seventh round, I would think it would be the winningest team in NFL history and a team that has Fair more point. NFL championships, 14 disputed, than any other team in the <laughs> NFL. So I, I would think that probably is the team I would think would do it. Just you know, this 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 offseason, we have to do a breakdown of why the Packers actually have 14 championships. That, that needs to be a piece of content. It's not hard. I, I just guess I – no, I know – I know this, dude, but this is the internet. Like, <laughs> come on, it's not hard if you if you change. It's classic NFL. Oh, change the rules, and mm-hmm. then you don't retroactively yeah. apply them across other things. It's bullshit. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It's like it's, sack. It's like the sack. It's like, oh, I have visual evidence. There's visual still... evidence of the sack record. Yep. No, I feel you. Let's not Trash. open that can of worms. Um, I, I want to give a shout out to TJ Slayton. He was on one during the Vikings. I mean, this guy, the more he plays, the better he gets. Play him more. I love this kid. And look, you can talk about the injuries up front for the Vikings. I understand it. But how many times have we seen the Packers against a beat-up offensive line or a really bad offensive line, and then their guys up front don't take advantage? And we're all like, why didn't they perform better? Why was there more kind of pressure or whatever? TJ Slayton absolutely owned that game. Man, he was so good. I don't know if I characterize it as his best game either of the year or of his career, but it was one of them. I know that. He was so good in this game. He was so well, wonder, fun to watch. Going back and I just wonder. Game, he is a beast. I just wonder, is it is it coach? Is it – who is it? Because it happens on offense and defense, and I know this is a hard thing to do, right? And I've had this problem myself right. as a small business owner where you're like, I have this talent in the ready mm-hmm. to go, and then I have this right. talent that I've developed, right? 
And sure. this whole ratio of like how long I give the talent that I've developed that's ahead of the talent that I have get it coming up. Mm. But there's something uh-huh. in there's something in our inability, and and I, I I I think even Coach would probably agree with this that we have a low grade when it comes to appropriately evaluating players when they are ready to have breakout seasons and they are ready to step up to another level they're ready when to they ascend, have sur- right yeah, when yeah. they have surpassed the person in front of them right yeah like I identifying think when a player Packers, has done though, that right? no 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 that's every team yeah, that that, no, that makes you. or breaks yeah, the yeah. coaching staff right i mean how many right. how many coaching staffs potentially i mean Look at uh, you know, we we should have never had uh, 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 what's his name in 2014 on our team because we didn't properly identify that he was terrible. Brandon Bostic, yeah, that guy. Yes. Uh huh. Yeah, I didn't want to say one. his name. Um, I always go back to, and I think I've I don't know if I've mentioned it here before or on daily, but I always go back to Desmond Bishop. Like it was so clear. I'll never forget how everyone on earth except for the coaching staff was like. Desmond Bishop needs to be playing and it took injuries (laughs) for him to get on the field on a regular basis. And it's like, it really feels like that's kind of what, what is happening up front with both, you know, more TJ Slayton snaps, but also Devontae Wyatt offensive line more because Lowry offensive line though, too. Wyatt, but also the offensive line. Like it took us how long to figure out what the mix was because we had guy, you know, like, uh, or like how many times are we giving freaking Dean Lowry the snaps instead of, you know, another guy who's upcoming. It's just crazy. But look, you're secure as a coach. (sighs) You know what that guy gives you as opposed to, okay, I got this young guy who's got talent but I don't know. I don't know. I but you don't know until him. you know. know. Speaking of someone consistently, you know? I know, I know. But speaking from someone who like you don't know what you got until you try it. So it's just yeah, interesting. I, I feel you. I feel you. I feel. I think that's a valid. It's a valid conversation. There's no question about it. I'm just happy to how see do you TJ get better Slayton at that? People up. Well, I just wonder on I don't know that you can. Scout, like how do you how do you, you know? get better as a coach at that? How do you take more risks without without it uh, impacting your overall well, risk? I will say though, I mean as long as it took. I think the the Titans game was probably the the last straw for Darnell Savage, right? Like that it was hard. It was hard to watch yeah. both missing tackles and then leaving vacant parts of the field wide open for, you know, crucial third down conversions or even just like early down conversions where you're leaving a guy wide open, blah, 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 blah. Right. So, but to make that call to basically, I will say bench him, which they essentially did. I don't, they haven't called that, but called it that, but that's what they did. Right. And then now to bring him back, he's back in the mix. A, you need obviously Darnell to be a pro about it. And he has been, there's zero question about that. And Matt's talked about that a lot, but to make that call, man, you just picked up his fifth-year option as a franchise. Yeah. And that's the other thing. You're dealing with a personnel group that, okay, we've given you the ingredients, but you're cooking it wrong. You know, that might be something that's being talked about in the building. I don't know. Who knows what conversations are being, I doubt it. Are being had behind closed doors. Well, I don't know. I don't know. I have no idea. But it's like there's a lot going on there. The weight of, oh, he's a former first-round pick. He, we've picked up his fifth-year option, so he's guaranteed for next year. Yeah. All And then to make the call, all right, we got to sit him down. That's not something that happens lightly, and it's probably why he was starting for as long as he was. But to finally pull that trigger, 
that takes something, right? Yes, it was probably a little too late, but that the fact that they did it, I mean, it's good. It helped the team very clearly, and that's a good thing. So I, to your point, though, how long is it? Like, how do you get better at it? I don't know. That's tough. That's really tough just because of all the considerations, because of all the auxiliary stuff you're having to deal with. Well, and I just wonder, it's like you do training camp, so I wonder how much they put a target. You know, I wonder how much coach is like, okay, I got training camp with Slayton. I've seen all these guys. All right, I feel like I'm going to project Slayton to be this good. He's going to step up at this point in the season, right? And because if you don't do that, you kind of imagine you're kind of just reacting all the time, as opposed to like being like, "Hey, I've got some targets yes. for these and guys." And that's the thing, you know, a hundred percent, yes. And that's what I think. I mean, because if you're just you reacting, then it is like avoid. just luck, right? It's like you're some guy gets an injury, and then this guy tail, takes over. Right? You're always yeah. like, "Yep, a hundred percent." And that's oh, it's funny you say that because like that's kind of my attitude to people saying like, "Oh, so and so needs to be fired." There was literally a report out of Miami today that if the Dolphins lose their final game, Mike McDaniel could be like everyone's job is on the line. You just what? hired the dude. Like what dude, are you there talking is, about? There, there are clear, clear, clear statistics, math statistics that show right. that every team that replaces their coach within three to four years has a losing season over 12 years. Like you need to stick right. with a guy. You have to. Well, it's just like the only well, you teams that program, win stick with the guy. You know, yes. it's like a, having a program and everyone's enamored with the idea of a quick fix. Right. But man, like you can get a quick fix. That's not tough. But sustaining success, that's difficult. And that's where I think so many NFL teams and owners, to the point about Miami, are just like so impatient and they're just like, oh well, yeah. we were winning and now we're losing. What the hell? And everyone's got to be fired. Like, no. <laughs> Like that is like so short sighted and the antithesis of building a winning football program. I mean, that, to you, me, and that's why you, I'm you grateful are right. for the Packers. You are right, but you got to look. A lot of these business owners, they're oh, they I know. they I know. they own very very high cash flow businesses that are I'm almost aware. extraordinary oh, of their own oh, with very oh, high profit margins. Right. They never miss and their quarters. Not football people. No, they're not. No, but that's what I'm saying. If like in your if in your business you never lose, right? If you right. always just make money every quarter and now you're losing, it's not good. Right. You got to change. No, I hear you. That's true. That's true. I feel you. Uh, finally, I, before we get out of the defense here, I do want to shout out Adrian Amos. Adrian Amos played his fucking ass off on Sunday against the Vikings and. Earlier this year, a couple weeks ago on Packers Daily, I was asked about Amos, and they're like, someone asked, do you think he's played well this year? And I actually think he hasn't played up to his standard this season. We've watched him play much better than he has for most of this season, but damn, if that wasn't the Adrian Amos we all know and love on Sunday against the Vikings. He was so good in this game. Now... And Matt always talks about this. You put it on tape. There it is. That's the standard. That's the I mean, Amos we need to see I, for the rest of the season. I'm not trying to give Adrian Amos a pass, and I'm not comparing him to Charles Woodson. But if you look at Charles Woodson's later years, okay? Right. 
Mm-hmm. As we get closer to the playoffs, his play improves. <laughs> I mean, it's clear as it's day. Important. He's like ready to go. Yeah, I feel you. I feel and you. I'm not saying that's you. what should be the standard, but I'm just saying that right, Adrian, right, right. he's in the point in his no, career I, where I, that does I, have an impact I, on his play, for sure. I just wish Jerry Gray would have yelled at these guys like halftime week one rather than the halftime of week 16 because he's clearly lit a fire under these dudes. I mean, Rasul was all over the place in this game he was so physical he was so like just ready for it he was so amped up i loved it i loved it finally we do have to talk about one aspect of special teams and that's Keyshawn nixon doing desmond howard shit i mean this guy has completely brought the packers to life to life you're talking about when was one week when was the last time we had a hundred and four yard touchdown at Lambeau Field? Hundred five. Been a hot, sir. Hundred and five. Yeah, hundred and five. Uh, well, last, me. Okay, I don't know. Larrabee's call, by the, the way. I don't. Yeah, I don't want to hate too yeah. much, but his call on that play is oh. kind of, it's kind of mushy mouth. Mm. It's mm. kind of like it's kind of like he doesn't care. It's every, like milk toast. I think everyone's kind of was kind of was kind of shocked it was happening. <laughs> But he, we couldn't we, believe if you watch eyes. it, the Packers reposted it, and you watch it, he sees the whole right. thing, and he did. He called 104, not 105, but I know it's 105 now. But um, it's 105. When's, when's the last this. time they had the, the last time they had a kickoff return for a touchdown was Randall Cobb's rookie year, when Cobb had the the opening game oh, against crazy. the Saints. He had, I think it was that one. When I think it was 103, if I'm remembering right. That was at home, but. Yeah, it was a you know they opened they were defending Super Bowl champs. It was opening of 2011. There haven't the been too many kickoff returns kickoff for, a for a touchdown at Lambeau Field nope. for sure. No, there sir. have not been no, that sir. many. Not too many. Uh, but he's entering the record books. He's leading the NFL with 50 plus yard returns, and he's only been doing it since like week eight. Like this guy's amazing. This guy's amazing. And here's the other thing, and I don't. I think Andy That's Herman crazy. talked about this on Packaday. He's not just contributing as a returner. Like, he's a pretty damn good nickelback as well. Now, clearly, he didn't play a whole lot in that kind of role because of his groin injury that he got down in Miami. But I love the fact that down in Miami, he takes that opening kick 95 yards, whatever, and the offense only gets a field goal out of it. So the next week, he's like, well, you, I'm going to do it myself. (laughs) Takes it all the way into the end zone. Keyshawn Nixon is a revelation. Love this dude. Love it. Love it. Uh, I've got I just love that we didn't game. have a flag on that. That's the best part is, I, you know, it takes. It's shocking. It's shocking. It takes, right? it takes, when you get one of those, it takes the whole team. So I'm just glad yes. we didn't get a flag. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. There are like horrible angles and things done by the coverage units of the Vikings, which, by the way, the funniest part of watching the broadcast is legit because they blocked the punt to set up the field goal that the Vikings had just scored. Tony Romo is like effusive in his praise of this Viking special teams coach. And then they kick off and the Packers run it all the way back. And it's like some of the worst coverage you will ever see by the Vikings. It's like, way to go special teams coach. But look, he I'm has not, another one. Like, I think I it's it. so I funny. It. I think it. Nah, that's just the way the cookie crumbles on a broadcast. That just happens. I think it's right? so it funny happens, when right? Aaron Rodgers. There's the game where Aaron Rodgers is like, "Fucking snap the ball!" Um, right. And uh, right. and then and then Tony Romo's like, "Well, he said that he would like him to snap it right now." 
I don't know if you Dude, heard. That. I love Romo. I it's love so Romo. Funny. I, people have people have <laughs> turned so on Romo funny. a little bit Why? on Twitter at least, but like I don't know. I love him. I love Tony Romo. He's, He's better than every watch... broadcaster out there. Oh, period, easily. Like we we watch obviously on Watch Party with the sound down, so we don't hear it live. But whenever I go back and watch a game that he's called for the Packers, I, I it's just it's such a great experience. He's great. He is yeah. great at what he does. Um. All right, let's look at the Lions and the Packers coming up on Sunday night. Corey, the Lions can't stop the run at all, mm. at all. A lot's so been made pa- about like their, so the Packers are going to go five being... wide. That's what you're telling me. All right, relax. But and a lot deep. has been talked about like their defense, <laughs> like at home versus away, and blah blah blah. And their offense is the same, but like they're horrible no matter where they are against the run. Like just run ball and also they give up almost over six yards of carry out of shotgun per zach cruz so even the shotgun runs are welcome this weekend even well, the that, shotgun runs. you know last week i will say they they kind of closed their ratio away from where they were they were they were getting closer bit. to 50 50 on under center versus yep. shotgun and last week they got real shotgun happy again you yeah, gotta you but gotta but assume hey, that's qb1 but again not necessarily. I mean, look, the pitches that we were talking about earlier, those a lot of those come out of, not every one of them, but a lot of them come out of shotgun and they were really effective. So I don't hate it. I'm not I'm not hating. I'm not hating. I don't I don't uh, hate shotgun. I just need I need my under center, okay? You know, it doesn't feel like I football feel you. unless you're I under feel center. You. you know what I'm saying? I feel you. Next up we got Jamal Williams returning to Lambeau Field. Jamal has fifteen rushing touchdowns. Fifteen. And he's six yards away from a 1,000-yard season. I hope he gets the 1,000 yards against the Packers. I hope he doesn't get into the end zone. Although I will say, I love Jamal. And look, it's amazing what you can do when you give a running back the ball. 15 touchdowns? Well, when you're the Lions, do you really have a choice? Yeah, you do. You know why? Because Jared Goff has played real well this year. And he's coming off a monster game. He's literally com- coming off a game where he was 21 for 29 for 255 yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions, and 133.5 quarterback rating. Jared Goff demolished, demolished the Bears. I'll tell you what, he looked better against the Bears than Rodgers did. It was the Bears. I'm though. just saying. I'm Bears. not saying. I'm just saying. The Bears. So we got to get to Goff early and often disrupt this stuff and uh, shut it all down and take the ball out of like, look, Jamal Williams can hurt you. And I know like they've got receiving threats. There's no doubt about it. St. Brown is legit. And that's why he got Jair. Right. But yo, just get to golf early and often. Let's put this thing away early. Let's go to bed. That's what I'm talking about. Let's celebrate into the night. All right. Uh, You ready, Banky? Yeah. Why not? This week in the Packer blogosphere, the return of that venerable series. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to give a shout out to a group that, you know, back in the day was revered, was considered almost like holy in its ability to capture the magic, the mystique, 
of NFL football. But for some reason, I don't, I don't get the sense that people appreciate what NFL Films does these days. Like, I know there's lots of people online doing work, ESPN and Fox, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But NFL Films is incredible. What they capture both in the game, post-game, blah, blah, blah. And I just wanted to highlight something they captured for Inside the NFL, which everyone should watch every week. Uh, this is great. This is Keyshawn Nixon talking to the Vikings punter post-game about his return. Roll it. Bro. You gonna give me one? Bro. I just needed one. I can't, I, I can't believe it. And to me, you had an insult to injury. You stiff on me. That's crazy. Bro, how deep was that? That 105. No, like, oh, so that was five? That was five? Hey, bro, I can't, because that's, that's the first one I've ever getting up my whole career. Really? Appreciate it. Hey, man, stay healthy. Best of luck. Appreciate it, bro. No more. No, no more. more? Come on. That's just great stuff. That's so good. I love that he's like, man, how long was that? It's the first time ever in the history of his life that someone's brought back a kickoff return for a touchdown. I love it. I just love that. NFL Films is the bomb.com. Everyone needs to give them their love. I keep hearing Nicholas breathing in my ear right now. I can't handle it. Oh, there he goes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I heard it too, no, but good. I'm just a pro and I just soldier on. That's just me. Oh, um, oh, oh, next oh up. okay. I next see up. I see what you're laying down. I see I see what we're laying down today. Uh, somebody chose violence this morning. Jesus Christ. Usually I'm the one uh, who chooses violence. This truly. Um, I do want to give uh, one of our own a shout out right now. Uh, Dusty Evely literally just posted on Cheesehead TV about an hour ago. Uh, every week he does what is called the Passing Chronicles here on CheeseheadTV.com. And breaking down, you know, the passing game. He's obsessed with it, blah, blah, blah. But he also does content, obviously, for other outlets. But he also does stuff on his own kind of way, like Twitter. He puts up these videos that are so great as far as, like, just stuff he's interested in when it comes to the game. And someone kind of came after him today. I mean, not really maliciously, about how I think they, they call it the, the amateur uh, production value. Which is what I find endearing yeah, about the stuff he does on Twitter. Like, I love that it. That was so weird. Um, I, yeah. No it was weird. weird. It was weird. But so, A, follow Dusty. And B, can I just set this up real quick with, like, what I love about this video is the intro when the music, like, starts. And then when the guitar hits and it says, with Dusty, I lose my mind every time. <laughs> All right. Let's roll it. <laughs> Hey, hey, so I am very far for a run game connoisseur, but this is a cool play, and I want to take a look at this. So this is a third and one Get up here, third and one. Uh, it's going to be a gain of 31. There are 13 personnel here. This is uh, four and a half left in the second quarter. So we'll watch the play. What's going to end up being a pitch to Aaron Jones, and he's going to just kind of scurry his way for, again, 31 yards. So we'll look at this, and then we'll kind of uh, we'll get into it. So here we go, a little pitch, finds a lane. Nice cut, gets through, just basically runs, and then Vikings players just kind of are happy to run along with him for a little bit. I just love that. Do, 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 do. Boom with Dusty. <laughs> like, it's so good. Yeah, that blew but my ears out. He goes, 
he goes on to break down the entire play. I highly recommend A, following me on Twitter, and B, watching the rest of that video. Um, but yeah, shout out to Dusty. He does great work. If you're a Packers fan, you should be consuming every bit of his content, no matter if it's pro, amateur, whatever. He does great work. I don't think there was anything far. amateur about that, though. It was great. It was awesome. It was awesome. Yeah, I, just, I, dun, 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 dun. I just love the music's like so hard and like blah blah blah, and then it like it kind of instantly fades and you're yeah. Hey guys, so hey. Uh, yeah, I'm not a run game kind of sewer. <laughs> it's awesome, so good. Uh, finally up, uh, we we got to talk about it, Banky. Every year, every year when this gets announced, I'm like, damn it, I forgot to nominate Banky. But the Packers Fan Hall of Fame has announced their nominees for the year shout out to Brittany bogan john bresky patrick eggle rodney goodrich jimmy krueger julie lanky smallwood ryan packer the dude's name is literally ryan packer Strum, robert tom and christopher Winditch. they are the nominees this year for the packers fan hall of fame and i will just say this Every year, I'm like, why is Mark Murphy in that picture? I don't understand. I don't get it. Because he's there for the ceremonial. He's nominated at all. No, he's there with all the nominees. He's the president of the Green Bay Packers. And if he wasn't there, you'd be like, where's Mark Murphy? He's the president of the Green Bay Packers. He should be there. I know I'm right. Um, But I just want to say, every year, I'm like, why did I nominate Banky? And then I'm like, oh, right. You have to why. 500 words about why this person should be in the Packers Fan Hall of Fame. Let me just tell you, I ain't got no time for 500 words. So maybe next year, Banky. We'll see. Yeah, why doesn't he press his suit? I agree. <laughs> dee, 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 Let's focus on the important dee, stuff. Dee, no about dee, it. Dee, dee. Let's take a look at some YouTube comments, shall we? What are people saying on the old YouTubes? Uh, what do I got? Oh, what do I got? Oh, what do I got? Um, we got Joey Soper. Thanks, Super Chat. This could be Roger's last time playing at Lambeau. Thanks for depressing us, Joey. Appreciate it. It could Kevin be. McConnell. But no one really thinks It could that. be. I don't think it, it will be. No one buys that. I don't think it will be. Could I be, really though. don't think it will be. I don't either. I don't, I don't think it will be. Um... Uh, Kevin McConville, thanks for Super Chat. Five wins from the Joe Barry statue. Fuck Paul Allen. I agree. <laughs> Dude, and I, I do want to say, like, Paul Allen calling it Lambo, like, calling it, like, what did he say? What was on my Twitter? It was just so rude. Like, what? I, here's what I don't understand, okay? No, no, no. No, I do care about this. Okay. If you're, if you're an NFC North or NFC Conference and honestly, all of right. the NFL. But let's just start with the NFC North and the NFC sure, Conference. Sure. You need to put right. some respect on Lambeau Field. It's not named after anything, but literally one of the greatest coaches of all time who helped start the NFL. Uh, it's in literally one of the most blue-collar places you could ever go to in one of the greatest states in this great union. So put some fucking respect on your mouth. Have some fucking respect for yourself and everything you do. Because that place right there, that's America. There is, that's, the, that's the closest thing to pure that America has, honestly. And I'm not even – I know I'm a Packer fan, but, like, tell me something more pure than that. It ain't the White House. It's that right there. So put some fucking respect on your own person, Paul Allen, and quit being a fucking douchebag. I know that's really hard for you. 
So go fuck yourself. Anyway, JG, thanks for the super chat. Jair shoving the F out of JJ at the line got me so pumped we were playing with heart. The, the, the lows have beat me down, but my soul is invested again. Go, Pat, go. The physicality was so great Jay. to see. It's so great to see. And where's it been? Where? Why don't they let your horses run free, man? Let your talent thrive. You paid Jair Alexander as the number one cornerback in the NFL. Let him work. Let him compete. I'm so happy it happened, but why did it take 17 weeks? Drives me nuts. Justin, thanks, Super Chat. Do you think Jefferson went to sleep Sunday dreading the thought of going up against Jair twice a year for the next decade? Um, honestly, I think. Honestly, I think the biggest thing that he took away was, "Wow, I should listen to my equipment trainer when they tell me to wear seven-inch, right. uh, whatever weeks. they tell me to wear for my shoes." Because he was slipping all over the place. He was. He was. He's bad. What 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 what's really crazy to me about the Justin Jefferson thing, and I think you saw this watching the game again. Is it's so fascinating the ratio of like when a guy's open and when he's not open and whether the quarterback right. sees him or not and the Venn diagram yep. between those things, right? <laughs> and it's like the well, the look, there just, are times you know, where he's incredible he's breaking open just as Cousins is getting hit, right? And yep. that's the thing. Like everyone looks talks about week one and all the big time numbers he put up, which you know can't take it away from him, no doubt about it. But there are plenty of plays in that week one game where you can watch and see Cousins getting hit just as or just after he releases the football. The difference in this game, the Packers were getting to him and or hitting him before Justin got open. Like, it's, this isn't rocket science, right? J Holland's sack is a perfect example. We talked about this uh, on Let's Talk Football. Like, Jefferson's about to break wide open. And Hollins sacks Cousins right before he can throw the football. That's you know that's the back end working with the the front end. That's what yep. you need. And that's what didn't happen in week one. Cheeto two eighteen is the FBI investigating Lambo's wet field yet? I believe they've started an investigation. Well, played. I believe the investigation is called "We Don't Care." Joe Mailman, <laughs> thanks for the super chat. Rogers last game at Lambo. Guys, guys, with this lamp last game shit. Okay. Oh, dear. All off-season, buddy. All off I don't want it. I don't need it in my life. So please don't <laughs> give it to me. Thank you. Saul Guyin. Thanks for Super Chat. We need a Cheesehead TV and carry the G Big Hats. You know, I agree with you. I love those Big Hats. They're hilarious. I am 100% on with those this. Those things are I so cool. I, 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 I wish I was as cool as Jair Alexander, but I'm not. Um, very, very well aware of that fact because I've been wanting to wear a big one of those big hats. I want, I want to wear one of those. Uh, so a G1. Great. That'd be dope. I don't think dope they sell them at Lambo. I think he had to like get them special ordered. No, no, no. Well, no. It's it's a there's a dude who like has I don't know if he's franchising it out, but he like the first time I ever saw it was yeah. one of the guys well, in the Manning locker, cast, locker right? room had it. Oh, I thought it was Manning it. cast. No, no, no. It was before that. There's a guy who makes them who one of the dudes on the commanders knows is good friends with. And he wore it in the locker room. That's the first time I ever saw it. And then since then, oh, it's been yeah. getting more and more popular. So whoever that dude is, well done. I need my Packers hat. Let's go. Allison Tuckwab, thanks for the super chat. Wow, holy $100 super chat, Batman. I wish Whoa, they would get... Allison. Thank so I'm going to read this. Allison, I'm going to read this very... I'm going to try to read this and not screw it up. 
I wish they would get people what's going on so they can move on, but we do have the family. Condolences, but knowing if that family's child is okay, football can continue. Otherwise, if not, work around the Bills in Cincinnati, then wait for them. Um, yeah. I, I hear what you're saying, I'll, Allison. I hear what you're oh, saying. I mean, he. all reports are that he's doing better, right, I, I believe? Yep, but it's moving in but the right direction. Allison yes. makes a very good point because you know we talked about this pregame, and I think we, I think if we're going to talk about this, this, is probably the best time to talk about it. We we did mention in sure. the beginning. Yep. Um, yep. You know, if he goes south, what does the NFL do? And not even if he goes south, regardless of what he does, I think the assumption at this mm-hmm. point is that they are going to cancel the game or or no game the game or tie the yeah, game. There be no contest things. or tie it right. Yep. But if he does not do well, the NFL might have a problem on their hands and there might be something that they have to do. And I'm trying, I don't, I'm not, I'm not advocating. I'm just saying like the, the way this thing could go. I mean, what's crazy about this whole situation is if you look at, I'm surprised Skip Bayless still has a career after this, after this moment in time. Are you really though? Are you really? I mean, look, as horrible as Skip is, and that tweet was horrible and his response to Shannon today was ridiculous blah 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 that's i mean what do you expect out of pig but a grunt you know what i mean that's his whole brand that's who he is and by the way here's the other problem there are plenty of people in this country who agree with skip it's true that's why he has a gig you know it's it's you know but that's a whole conversation. But I will say, you know, as much as like watching coaches press conference on this um, and watching Mm -hmm. the NFL and and a lot of the players and coaches, I think that there's something that, you know, I'm going to go out on a limb here, but I do think that there's something that the pandemic and whatever you want to say about the Me Too movement and other movements in this country, right, Black Lives Matter, whatever they are, right, political Mm -hmm. or non-political movements in this country have definitely shown coaches and players the power right. that they hold in a way yes. that every yes. year you see the power of the coaches and the players getting higher than the owners in the NFL over time. And so I, I hope yeah, that trend I don't continues even because higher than, but they're finding their voice in a way that never right. they, they see have they have power. When we yes, were kids, they see they right? have power. Yeah, like yeah. you look at, you look at the ability to, you know, just drive the narrative, especially obviously social media has helped in that regard, but, like they know now that they can at least, if not like change things, essentially, they can at least introduce topics and narratives and drive a conversation in a way they never could have before. But yeah, to your point, I think coming out of the pandemic, that is very clear, right? That is very obvious. There's a million ways that you can get your voice heard. And I think players finally, after decades, at least have an ability to like find their footing and have a platform to say, you know, this is bullshit or that we don't agree with that or whatever in a way that never happened in say like the seventies and eighties, you know? So, and that's me. I know not everyone agrees, but to me, that's a very, very good thing. Well, and I, and I do want to say, you know, I watched, I, I, I really liked what Mina Kimes said about this whole situation, which was, you know, we get so caught up in the bullshit, in the Skip Bayless, and the you know these moments right. happen, and we get caught up in the offensiveness and all this stuff, and yet the players in the NFL only get health insurance for five years oh. after their retirement. 
Don't and start, don't start with this, we're not so talking mad. about, so but mad. that's her point. Her point is we don't talk about, that's a real issue, right? That's an actual issue. Tell me about if it. you look on paper, right? If you look on paper and you look at the NFL and how much they make on their broadcasting rights every year and every team, you could give all 50, oh, you could give 65, right? You could give 65 players who qualified for a roster spot times 32 health insurance plus their families for the rest of their lives and it wouldn't even equal one broadcasting contract for one year for one team so it's like uh, don't get me going it's just don't get me this going, disingenuousness Corey. of it is just Corey. sad Corey. you know go f- search my name on twitter and search lifetime Healthcare and find the tweet where i talked about when adam schefter put out there as the lackey he is about mm-hmm. oh during cba negotiations back in 2020 oh the NFL has offered all of this and shifted $5 billion worth of, of benefits and money, blah, 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 to the player side over like all these different mechanisms because that is a feint by the owners not to offer lifetime health care. Lifetime health care has been off the table in these negotiations. It makes no every sense. Sing- like basically it every single time. It makes no sense. Because they know the players don't have the stomach to sit for a year plus. And they're like, I don't want to get into a whole fucking CBA negotiation bullshit because it makes me so mad. But, dude, but you got to imagine, though, drilling on about this on Twitter for years. Don can't walk without pain. Lynn Dickey can't walk without pain. Fucking Don Mikowski is like <laughs> suing the league because he's like, why did we so... take an animation there? I have, I, that was I, so I weird. Know. I have no idea. But no, but like I guess the fact that the NFL has taken the, the the stance they have in all these negotiations, when to your point, they could very easily, very easily afford to give every one of these guys who, by the way, don't even qualify for the health care you're talking about until they're vested. Yeah, it is ridiculous. And I know the NFL had to come out today and say, "Oh, don't worry, tomorrow will be taken care of," even though he's not vested. No shit. Every player should be. Every single player, the moment they sign an NFL contract, should be. But you got to imagine. You have to imagine, and and it's really up to the fans when things like this happen, to Mina Kimes' point, is we really need to try to focus on the those type of issues when these things happen as opposed to you know me being like, oh, Skip Bayless should be fired, all that kind of stuff. So I do think uh, – you know, one yeah, day, I mean, I I, one day we're going to figure. One day we're going to figure out social media. It's not going to be so toxic that we're going to figure out how to use it to uh, power for good. Uh, Andrew Ware, thanks for I mean, super hey, chat. Whoa, 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 wait, wait, wait! Before we go, before uh, we go, before you go on, you just said using social media for me. good. Shout out! No, shout out to Tom Grassi. Tom did exactly that Monday night and basically throughout this week, both with his coverage of what happened on Monday. Uh, being able to drive donations to Hamlin's toy yes. drive charity. And also, Tom just bought like tickets to the game on Sunday, just started giving them out to people on Twitter. Like, God he bless He bought Robbie. two you talk tickets. About I'm not, our, I, agree. Uh, no, I agree with he you. He bought two more I, today. He bought two more today. Oh, Gave out another Four. set. Yeah, I'm just saying. Power for good. I mean, that that's good. Ticket giveaways are a little bit, they're not necessary. you know, yes, yes. Charity I'm is great. Saying, ticket giveaways are marketing. They're marketing. Just FYI. Reason. FYI. Giving people I tickets know. is marketing. Hate to tell you, but uh can but I move on now? Thing. Are you yeah, can I move ahead. on now? 
Okay, thanks, yeah. Coach. Andrew Ware, thanks for Super Chat. We would have never won the Super Bowl without Bishop. True story. Correct. Dustin Schuett, thanks for Super Chat. I feel like we haven't talked enough about the fact that Keyshawn Nixon is Snoop's nephew. <laughs> go, Pat, go, Pappies. I mean, every time we bring him up, somebody it's, says he's Snoop Dogg's nephew. Every I time. I know, which is true, but it is funny because I did see something on Twitter where it was like, how many nephews does Snoop have? Because a lot of people claim a to lot. be his nephew. A lot. <laughs> Kevin McConville, no, Super but Chat. To, but, but to the point, he really is his nephew. He he really is. Thanks, Coach. Uh, Kevin McConville, thanks to Super Chat. First regular season game at Lambeau was amazing. Oh, dude, it's awesome that you got to go. Congrats. I mean, that was oh, a hell your of a game first to be regular at. season game. I was like, wait, we've had some other ones. Jonathan Hale, thanks for the Super Chat. I know we get after Josh Myers for being inconsistent sometimes, but has anyone ever played the air triangle better? No, the answer to that is no. But um, has anyone asked? Wait, I want to know. Did anyone in no the dear. maybe Cassidy has this? But I need to no know. Huber. Was it an air triangle? Where is it a cowbell? Or was he holding up a drum? I need to or know. Was, or or was it a crash symbol? It could have been. It could have been a crash symbol. We don't know what it was. These are the questions we need, people. You know, I will say that 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 was a very well orchestrated. That felt like everybody went over the hand signals before time and what they were going to do, you know? It didn't feel like they pulled out hand signals from four and five years ago, and then they just were like, fuck it, let's do it. It really felt like oh, they coordinated man. together, and they worked together as a team to make hand that signals touchdown feels like celebration. a million years ago, and you just brought it out. I will say, you know what doesn't get enough? Because there's no oh, I'm hand signals for life. I'm, I'm, I don't give a fuck. As soon as it was a nothing burger, here's the thing. As soon as it was a nothing burger... It's not a fucking nothing burger because guess what? As soon as the lady doth protest, it's a thing, and it's going to be a thing forever and ever and ever because I'm petty as fuck. My only thing from that celebration, which was amazing, just phenomenal stuff. There's not a great, there's not a great shot of Bakhtiari just wailing on the sacks. Like you can kind of see it, like you can kind of get a picture of it, but you can't. There's not a great angle where i mean bach was going to town on the saxophone i love it love it hey carl van beckham thanks for chat hey guys i need to see slayton and clark pressuring Goff right up the middle all night he's a statue happy new year happy new year carl love Thank it you so much i love it Eric yep. Slaby, yep. thanks for Super Chat. What's your all-time starting Packers offensive line in the last 20 years? Mine is probably the 2014 line just with every guy at their peak. Uh, no. My top Ooh. line is going to be you You got to look at the 90s line. You got to have Chad Clifton in there. You got to have Tauscher in there. You got to have an old bag of know, donuts gonna, in there. I'm going to disagree with you there. I'm going to go with the oh, 2003 shit. line. I'm gonna oh, go with like Mike okay. Wall, Rivera, that whole group. Well, like that's my that's probably my squad. But oh yeah, because they won a Super Bowl. They won a Super Bowl. I'm not saying they won a Super Bowl, but you're talking man to man. That's a pretty uh, damn good line, dude. I would take Clifton at left tackle, Tauscher, old bag of donuts. That line was so freaking good. It was ridiculous. Yeah, no, Favre never was on his back. That entire like '96, I think he, they had like four sacks or something. It was crazy. It was crazy. <laughs> You just pulled it. was crazy. You don't know. <laughs> okay, go look it up and see how close I am. See how up. close I I'll am, Nagler. It it's like I right have. Now? Uh, you want me to I'm, do it right I'm, now? No, I don't want you to do it right now because by the time oh, okay. you do it, I'll all be right. done with all the super chats, okay? 
right, uh, I'm going to be right. Somebody's going to look it up, and they're going to be like, oh, my God, Corey Banky, you are not the buffoon okay. I thought you were. Uh, okay. Johnny Rivers, chat GBT can write the essay for you, Nagler. I just had it ghostwrite a 500-word essay on Jim, Le- Jim Leonard being a terrorist for Banky. Shopping it now. <laughs> I love it. I'm all in. Uh, I'm all in on this. Chat GBT would be like, who is Corey Banky? Allison Tuckwab. Gotta do no contest. Everyone has to forfeit. Everyone has to forfeit. It won't be fair. Nobody gets the party trophy. I think okay. it should be a no contest, but we'll see what the NFL does. Yeah, because it was only it was like what eight minutes in. Six Barely. minutes left in the first. Six. Oh no, eight minutes. Yeah, it was still in the first quarter. It was seven. Yeah, it was like eight something. But yeah, I think. A, yeah, eight minutes. In it's now. a no contest. To me, that's a no contest. Yeah. Luke Carnes, I'm loving the energy of this team. Tunyon is looking more himself. I would agree with he that. He really is. He really is. What I love about that touchdown is like when he cuts in and then out. The second he turns, he sees that the coverage is pressed up, and he knows he's got all that space in the corner, and he throws his arm up because he knows. Like, just run to the corner. I got a fucking touchdown if Aaron will throw it to me. I love it. Somebody said, ha-ha, the, the 90s were not in the last 20 years. Okay, I hate you because, to me, the 90s were yesterday. Okay? So, you know what? I bet you're fucking 16 years old. And I hate you. I hate you. I hate you with a passion that you would never imagine. Oh, God. I love this show. All right. Uh, okay. Uh, what are we at? He's Soder. Oh, He's Soder. No Soder, idea how up, they buddy? did it. No idea how they did it, but the 2023 Packers need to kick the playoff door down on Sunday, I believe. Come on, Soder. Taking it oh. to the street, taking it to the street, taking it to the street. Sorry. I actually didn't pay attention that somebody said in the last 20 years. I, I did my classic Corey thing where I look I at what it is yeah, and aware. then I put my own twist yep. on it. And then I just decided to answer the question based on what I saw. So I basically <laughs> gaslit myself. I gas I gaslit myself when I read the, the question and then I decided what it, but that's what I do all the time. So I'm down Nothing, with it, man. Uh, also, like, I'm sorry, but there is no offensive line in the last 20 years that can hold a candle to the 1967 or 66 offensive line and then the 96 line. Because if you want to look at the, the greatest offensive line the Packers have ever assembled, you're talking about... I was about... sacked 40 times in 96. <laughs> okay, so I was 10 times off. Um, if you want to talk about... Okay, wait. <laughs> Who are you? Did you look this up? Or are you getting this on the chat? No, I don't. I don't agree. Two uh, Corey, I don't. Just, no, I don't. There's agree. no way they I don't coordinated agree. it. They looked on Wikipedia. That's wrong. <laughs> okay, I said forty. I, it was forty. It was, I said four forty. I was like four. He was sacked only like four d times. Um, that's hilarious. <laughs> I love pulling my shit out of my ass and people calling me out on it. As long as it's, I, I mean, it, I used to, you remember, you remember in college when I, I don't do this anymore and, I, and I'm kind of happy about it because I used to do it all the time. Oh my, oh my God. The gross generalizations crazy. you and I, when we would argue and oh just like, God. I would throw down the most grossest generalizations you've ever Dude, seen in your first, whole entire life. First time we ever recorded this show ever in the history of our lives, you referenced a corner 
about making some play, and he didn't even play for the Packers anymore. So, like, that's Packer transplants. That's how we work, man. It's all good. Yeah, but, you know, I was a lot smarter when we would do, like, four or five takes. Remember when we would do, like, four or five takes for every segment? I definitely got better. You're like, oh, that didn't sound good. We got to – Yes, correct. Yeah, you you got drunk. But but there is no real argument about the power sweep in that offensive line. That's the greatest offensive line. No, the the no, the, no. the 1966 and 67 uh, offensive lines that Vince Lombardi assembled were literally the Avengers. Okay, so um, pretty much. I mean, just being real. I mean, everybody from Ringo to uh, Greg. Everybody. Greg was amazing. Like everybody. Yeah. yeah everybody. Hundred percent. It's incredible. By the way, keep going. <laughs> we got we got super chats piling up here. Andy. No, we only got two more. Andy, with how okay. they're playing, I think the team is scared of no one. They're pretty well tested. Are they nobody's underdogs? Question mark. I think so. Hell yeah. Come on, Mike McCarthy. Nobody's underdogs? You better believe it. I love it. I I'm I'm here's the thing. Here's the thing. I'm gonna be honest with you guys, okay? Let me be honest with you right now. Seriously. Okay, all all kidding aside. Forty sex. Mm-hmm. Um, I am going to temper my expectations for the next four days. I'm going to be really hyped about watch party, but mm-hmm. the fucking, I can't tell you how many times I've been at Lambeau field and I've watched the Detroit lions do the impossible against our team. Oh, dude. All I keep thinking about, damn you. <laughs> all I keep thinking about is that, that night game. Mike Daniels had the roughing the quarterback penalty on Stafford Lord. when they were should have been off the field, and it all fell apart after that. Like, dude, yes. Like, no, you're right. Like, yes, the Lions could – like, look, the Lions have played LaFleur's teams tough the entire – it doesn't matter if it's Campbell or whoever. Like, they've just been tough against LaFleur's teams. So, yeah, it's not a given. Definitely not a given. No doubt about it. Uh – Oh, John Faust. Thanks, Super Chat. Did you see the Drew Maggery, I think, article from SFGate? I did, where he talks about Rodgers, right? He's, like, talking about how he's sick of Rodgers. He's done with Rodgers or something else. I just saw one recently. uh, By the way, Drew is literally... He's a Vikings fan. Yeah. No shit. I literally was going to post that. Like, he was like, no one knows my thoughts on Rodgers. I'm like, you're a Vikings fan. Who gives a fuck? You're a Vikings. We all know your thoughts on Rodgers. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. And I like Drew, by the way. I've met Drew at the Super Bowl years ago. He's a good dude, but uh, yeah, no. He's a Vikings fan, so yeah, of course he's sick of Rodgers. I don't like him, and I've never met him. Thanks for the Super Chat, Luke Carnes. Corey, I love your confidence now. I love your confidence no matter the outcome. Yeah, you know what? That's the key to life, buddy. Just be confident. Just be confident. Just be confident. Just be confident. And uh, don't don't be afraid to act like a buffoon. That's that's how I've gotten through life so far. So, uh, and you know what? I got to give it up to Mr. Matt Mamba. If my memory serves me correctly, the 1966 Packers O line gave up negative 72 sacks. So um, that checks go. out. That checks Science. out. It all works. Let's give out. a shout out to our Patreon members. Patreon.com/slash/cheeseheadtv. Thank you to every one of our Patreon members. You guys are the best. We thank you so much for the support. Also, of course, here on YouTube, shout out to the Carry the G Club members. Carry the G Club members get special emojis here in the chats and on Watch Party. You get access to our weekly happy hour. We can't thank you guys enough for the support. Oh, look at this, Charlene. Thank you for the super chat. 
Happy birthday to Olive on the 6th. All January 6th birthday people are awesome. That's a fact. Charlene, you are insanely sweet. Thank you so much. And Olive forever now is like so upset because of obviously the events of January 6th, which we won't talk about, oh dear. have now overshadowed go. her birthday. That sucks. Like, forever. Go. She's like, that she's sucks. so upset about it. It's hilarious. It'll, 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 it'll change uh, over time, though. It hopefully fade with time. I know that's what I keep it doing. It will. It will. Uh, Corey, you got anything else for the fine folks at home? No, I got to go to dinner. I got to go. I didn't realize how late it was. It was right. my fault. So I'm sorry. It is late. That's what I'm saying. That'll do it. This episode of Packer Transplants. We'd like to thank everyone who makes Cheesehead TV part of their daily Packers routine. We are and will always be devoted to Packers fans worldwide. I think it's a fluid situation. And we're, we're I know you guys love it, especially Nagler. I can see you smirking at me right there. Uh, we're going to take it one day at a time. And... Uh, <laughs> And just, it's going to be fluid, though. That's all I can tell you.